Good hello. Uh, my name is Rob Marvin. This is the podcast Platonic Polyamory, which I do with Brendan Dumais and Jennifer C. Martin. Uh, and if you've listened before, which you probably haven't, but if you do, you know that we don't normally do introductions. We just follow what we refer to as like a party like format where we just chat and then a new person comes in and we just continue talking and we do that again. But this week I wanted to make sure to say thank you to our former guest, Ileana, for introducing us to today's guest, Ernesto Bautista, the uh, multimedia artist, filmmaker, uh, poet, a musician, etc., <laughs> polymath. Um, and I just wanted to recommend, if you haven't heard it already, going back and listening to Ileana's episode as well. She was an au pair in the United States a few years back when I met her. And she came on just to tell us about her experiences in the program, which were largely terrible, as you might expect from immigrant uh, women of color, especially uh, being paired with primarily white families <laughs> with a lot of money that don't want to take care of their kids or whatever. Um, but she discussed a lot of the program and her advocacy work since then and what other people can do to get involved uh, helping these people acquire more rights and live with dignity while they're here. And uh, I just want to thank her again. And uh, also just give a heads up, this episode will be two parts. We had a lovely time talking to Ernesto and uh, it just went incredibly long. And uh, there might be more parts coming up after this, but at the very least next week will be part two. So please enjoy and stick around next week to hear part two of our talk with Ernesto Bautista. Thank you. celebrities have product lines that you wouldn't even imagine and it's not not just like kind of like cool niche stuff it's not even all high luxury fashion it's like drew barrymore has a line of home goods at walmart like <laughs> one of you guys sent that thing about um how they want vegan meat to stop tasting like like known meats and start making like wild stuff. That sounds be, like brandy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. That would be like the next best way for 
celebrity endorsements to go is to like make their own vegan meat of themselves to sell yeah i mean i've i've talked about this with like with with people before and how like you know they should start just making cheese out of their own like titty milk and like making their own salt out of their own sweat and tears like i see you really want to go like the anti-viral route what's that (laughs) you really want to go the brandon cronenberg route (laughs) oh i ate my own no just like it's not not an antiviral thing it's it's just like i want if they're going to be commodities anyway uh they might as well commoditize aspects of themselves that i can eat well that was the point of antiviral was they sell oh the movie antiviral yeah oh i don't know i didn't watch it Oh, okay. Well, it's another Brandon. You should, it's a Brandon Cronenberg of all things. You should watch it. I haven't seen any of the younger. That's the younger Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any of his stuff. He's all right. His new one's the best one, but okay. I ate my own placenta after my second, not like raw meat or anything, but like I dehydrated it and turned uh-huh. it into capsules myself because I was going through a really like oh. crazy crazy person natural phase like i had a midwife for that pregnancy yeah um i still gave birth in a hospital that was daniel's hard line so so you didn't like, like cook it i went i kind of wish i had i was very curious i think i, I took like a a small bite just to see what uh, it was like but like people are really obsessed with like placenta stuff and you know r- placenta is in short supply um, um but maybe you can get like synthetic placenta now for crunchy moms who would accept like vegan crunchy moms i don't know didn't tom cruise eat uh katie holmes's afterbirth i tried i tried to get my friends afterbirth uh which friend (laughs) oh my god really (laughs) yeah yeah i asked him i have he seems like he would (laughs) uh yeah i asked him for after i have i asked him for placenta afterwards but um like I have a picture of it. Like I touched it and everything. Like it's I was very like, weird. like I was fucking checking meat out at the counter and shit. Were um, you like at the hospital with them? No, no. They brought it <laughs> with them. They had it like in their fucking freezer and shit. Yeah, and I was like, to. yo, let me cook that up. And um but I guess like um, it, it got it started to rot a little bit. I couldn't get it. So they planted it or some shit instead. I don't know. They planted it. <laughs> they planted yeah. it. Somewhere in, in fucking Elwood, Indiana. I'm pretty sure. I dehydrated mine in the oven, like at a really low temperature. Like jerky. And then I yeah, ground placenta and, jerky. And then I <laughs> after birthy. <laughs> and then I used my home food processor to grind it up, and I fucking ruined that food processor. Really? Why? Because it, it is it, it had dry. It was like so much, and it's I put like it leather. On, it's like very yeah. It was like it was like Whoa. leather. It was like if you put leather in a food processor. You should, have, you like, should just like fucking made that into like a tote bag or something. That would be fucking hardcore. <laughs> so That's many. true. You probably be can? so sick. Yeah. I get what's well, not skin, I guess. That's true. Yeah. I don't I know. But it's, I mean, it's like you know, like there have been things made out of bladder and like sinew, like turned into string and shit. I'm sure it'd be okay. Yeah, I guess really great products, honest, like really great products made from that stuff, honestly. Like, especially before modern day. Yeah, Yeah, you can make uh, condoms. (laughs) What, sheepskin condoms? Yeah. yeah. I had condoms out of placenta to prevent any more condoms (laughs) from being made. I had a friend who always had to was allergic to latex and so he mm. or and like the he was also allergic to like rubber I don't remember but he couldn't get any of the latex non-latex ones he only could use the lambskin ones and that it was a shit, guy 
Sounds like yeah. an excuse. I don't know. <laughs> I, was I, like, oh, I can't. I'm sorry. To I can't. I, I got to raw dog it. I wasn't can't. my boyfriend. Oh. So uh. none of my problems. But no, like he, the lambskin condoms are like so expensive compared to the other ones. Yeah. Are Just they? Go to a butcher shop and ask for the entrails. I'm going to look up lambskin condoms. Yeah. They're like, to get the lambskin condoms, it's like 20. It's like fucking you can get a 30 pack of lambskin condoms is $90. That's I don't want to have sex that bad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can get a whole lamb for less than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, I don't want to have sex sex where I have to wear a condom is not worth that much ever. Like <laughs> Actually, now I'm curious if it does it feel more like skin because it is skin or i've never i've never used it's it. fuzzy like like you're wearing the lamp top <laughs> it's <it>. itchy <laughs> <laughs> it's a little gamey yeah. yeah what do they use do they use like is it like lamb or is it like mutton like what Let's what is the up. age of this fucking lamb that they're using let's see um made from a natural membrane from the lamb i guess What's the membrane? I think they're Lots being intentionally. Things membranes. I don't know. I think they're being intentionally vague so we don't get grossed out. Like I don't think there's a, <laughs> a, a an ad a good way to advertise yeah. what the lambskin condoms are made from. Yeah, it, it's it's different from saying lambskin is already a little morbid, but to to call it like a lamb membrane condom sounds <laughs> like it sounds horrific. Isn't latex made from petroleum? Isn't it? Is that technically? Is it technically rubber, or is that just something people say? I don't know what latex actually is. Latex? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. I, I don't use condoms. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Latex yeah. is made from because, like, people are allergic to that shit. The sap of rubber mm. trees, so they're allergic to rubber. Oh, rubber's made from trees. Yeah. Oh no, I was I got yeah, I was in high school and somebody said something about a rubber tree and I said the same thing. I was like rubber grows on trees. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll plant like, that right next to my money tree. You fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> I I was made fun of. They were like, "You don't know about rubber trees?" And I was like, "That sounds like a bullshit concept." It the does product- sound it it does sound made up. They probably um, had just heard of it too, we're just trying to make you feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> like when do you remember that song like high hopes do you ever have to sing that elementary school the this kind of song? he's got high apple pie in the oh. sky high hopes it's about a fucking ant who like a, a goes again like a little engine that could ant who goes against all the odds and like right like breaks down a rubber tree plant oh wow really? i was yeah. like what the fuck is a rubber tree plant i was like that <laughs> that has to sound that's that has to be like just a weird name that they came up with this bendy plant. I didn't realize that. Is it a tree or a plant? It's a tree, which is, I guess also a plant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not used to like there being like maple tree plants or anything. No, no. I think that they had, they used, they did that to fit the, like the song. Hey. Hi everyone. How's it going? Hi. How are you? Nice, nice to meet you. You too. Nice to meet you as well. I um, I'm so sorry. I I didn't realize. Not sorry because you don't know anything about how I'm approaching this yet. But I didn't like realize. 
like how serious of an artist you are at first because Eliana is just so casual about everybody. She's like, oh yeah, this guy Ernesto, like he's doing like this movie about uh, the Salvador Silver War, I think, or something. And he's like, yeah, he's cool. He's an artist. Like <laughs> he just does stuff. It's okay. But yeah, Brandon I'm- especially was like looking through your uh, CV and everything and he yeah. was to that one uh, museum in Spain, I think, right? Oh, the Reign of Sofia. Yeah. The Reign of Sofia, yeah. Yeah, you've, you've exhibited there. And I used to go there when I lived in Spain. And uh, that's very intimidating. <laughs> like, it's a nice museum. It's a very nice museum. I know. It's supposed to be one of the of the main museums of, of the world and, and, and all the stuff. You know, it's... it's I'm, I'm in the main collection. Uh, but at the end, it's, it's kind of strange because you have, like... Uh, your career like happening you know in 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 in, in, in like in a professional way uh, your your work like moving in this and that stuff but but at the end you have like your your life you know you have you wake up and you eat and you brush your teeth and you just you know do normal stuff have friends have fun hang out so uh I, I I I I'm I think I'm more comfortable of this kind of approaching that is less intimidating. Okay. This kind of less overwhelming. So so yeah. But I since I do that work, I have to talk with of, about that work, you know. Uh, right. Uh, at the end. So 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 yeah. You feel confident Sorry. when you're talking about it in those situations, then, or do you feel like do you get like imposter syndrome or anything? Oh, well, it's strange. I think like it's like uh, uh, um, something that come and, and goes because some days you 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 just wake up like feeling uh, that you you need to believe that you do this kind of stuff because there is people like awaiting uh, like decisions from you or or maybe the, there is like a lot of responsibilities that you, you need to to, to face uh, in in order to to create or to make happen the projects but um you know other days you just don't care it's like uh, i don't care man. it's like <laughs> so you you try to to stay in between and i think the, the imposter syndrome is something like that that you just have some days and other you, you don't have because because at the end it's it's, it's um you get emotionally tired uh, of, of 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 like creating or for example when you are writing a, a screenplay and you are like putting like your part of you in all of the characters and part of your like your, your stories no your life in each one of these uh, little little stories little, little events that happens inside the screenplay and and yeah, it, it's exhausting emotionally, and sometimes you just don't have to confuse the the that 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 emotionally uh, tiredness mm-hmm. with depression because they are very similar. Mm-hmm. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one thing I was curious about, I started thinking about when I was looking at all your stuff, um, because you have like your stuff is is very much based in poetry. I was reading your stuff and like I was noticing I was in that in your film work, it's all very I don't want to say abstract because like it's it's all very present still, like what the feelings you're trying to convey and everything. But do you ever I'm always curious with people that like do stuff that's very poetic and very um I hate to use the word abstract, but that's the word I could think the word I can think of. Just do you have ever have trouble trying to describe that in other words? Like imagine when you're when you're making these projects, it's the way you can find to express it. So then when somebody sits you down and is like, okay, well now can you explain it to me? <laughs> Does that get difficult? <laughs> Um, I think it's it's the it's the opposite, you know. Really? Um, because I I try to go like to to this abstract space mm -hmm. in order to to touch the these everyday feelings, these everyday situations. Uh, because I noticed that the the deeper you 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 get into yourself it's like the the abstract you, you the stuff that you find but we are symbols we are philosophy we are emotions and this kind of stuff is not something hard to touch is what we are because um the the real storytelling doesn't happen with events is is not that you get sad because uh some character just uh, just died you know just not that you get um excited because something like with a lot of action it's happening is it's about the meaning of that kind of of uh, of actions of that kind of events that in real that that it's the real connection because when you are saying, for example, um, I, was, I, was, I was talking that uh, with a friend uh, late uh, earlier before, uh, that when you are, um, for example, I, I, I have some kind of, of, of staring and you relate that kind of staring with uh, the staring of your, I don't know, your grandfather father when you were a child and you know you feel uh, overwhelmed because you relate that kind of of things and i'm just talking to you with mm -hmm. and with that staring because it's my staring mm -hmm. but it's the meaning of that staring that it's creating you that emotion so at the end uh, it's not that we are uh, we have this great distance about the meaning of stuff because we are reacting to the meaning of stuff uh, all, all the time you know and and we are the stories are in a way the uh, the way that we learn these changes of philosophy so that also trauma is it, also this kind of stuff so when i'm creating the poetry and when i'm creating the stories and when i'm relating with this kind of subjects you know the, the death uh, transcendence 
memory dreams and all the stuff and i use this kind of uh, symbols uh, the fire the bullets the the human remains the, uh, i'm just trying to use these connections the, to create uh, like a, a first layer to to talk with 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 yourself so 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 um, abstraction is kind of or everyday um way of communicate with the world and the meaning of the stuff and um, the meaning of things is in a way that the, the things that create emotions and you know so um, i use use that kind of of things it, it it looks like it's not like that but indeed is everything that we are so the i don't know if i might make myself clear with that thing I it's think... not language is just that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i actually i looked at a lot of your art and like i i probably don't look like it but i'm i like i'm i will i like to call myself goth on the inside so <laughs> um i i really liked all the imagery with fire and human remains and i guess you've probably been asked this before but i'm gonna ask it again and you probably can't give me an answer either but where does one <laughs> find human remains yeah, that's one of the main questions always. <laughs> <laughs> Whose skull is? You know that the answer is. You know that the answer is that uh, it, you know it's 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 not important, but yeah. um, <laughs> but it is. It is because I'm creating a a symbol, mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. um, but um, that symbol uh, it's inserted in 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 a context, you know, in in a. Come on. Well, <laughs> what, what's their name? Uh, right here. Beppo. Say say hi to Beppo. Hi, Beppo. It's craving for attention. <laughs> what, what was I saying? Uh, oh yeah, the human remains. Yeah. Uh, I will I will talk about human remains uh, of of known people while I'm petting Beppo. Uh, well, in my country. Uh, I have I have been raised in in El Salvador as you can relate with a lot of contexts in you know among a lot of violence the, you know a lot of death I, I, uh, it's it's something that is just part of of, of me and um, and this this kind of everyday like way of, of of relate with reality it's kind of different from many contexts um, and that creates uh, also a lot of a lot of um, situations that in some way are good and in some way are not um, and Part of it is that um, even when you are dead, the, there is a great chance to get to, to, to being um, the victor. So mm. you are the victor from your tomb. So there is uh, this. Um, oh, come on. I, I, I'm kind of. <laughs> I am also with, with a lack of words today. Um, <laughs> no. You know, with with uh, this this 
like common terms of like with the the, the like human remains yeah for, for a lot of people is yeah. you get you, you you just become part of it when you are or your family well of course you are not going to be able but your family is not able to pay um for your tomb so hmm. it's very easy to just talk with um the caretakers of the of the cemetery and you know um yeah ask if you you can have two one or two schools <laughs> and yeah i it, there is a lot of questions about you you're talking about the relation of the divided body and origin of forgetfulness and there is a third word that I don't think that you you, 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 you you find it because I, I haven't published too much information about it because it's a trilogy right. and it's a, a, a human school with graffiti uh, writing in the in, in the front of uh, the frame within the existence happens mm -hmm. and and the three of them uh, there is always these questions that how do I feel like using the the human remains of somebody to to make a work of art and you know i'm not damien hirst i'm not um these people that are making exhibitions of course i have uh, like works in the in the reina sofia museums and all the stuff but it's kind of different the situation um i think the the transmutation of the meaning of these bodies instead of being um, forgotten like in this kind of common terms uh, can be renewed in a new mm -hmm. meaning and in a way um, you can get some transcendence to to these remains in a way to to uh, to say something you know, I'm not yeah. um, saying say, saying something that is just superficial. I trying to communicate with a context also that is related every day with this kind of um, sensations, with this kind of emotions of dealing with the fact that um, everything is surrounded by the possibility of dying. But by violence. Yeah. Have, have you heard uh, uh, a little about how is my country right now? I hear bits and pieces about El Salvador mm -hmm. occasionally. You're talking about El Salvador, right? Not Colombia. Yeah. 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 I'm just here just uh, because, uh, you know, destiny. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I I keep working a lot with El Salvador. Right now, indeed, I don't know if Ileana told you about a movie I just wrote. I just finished the, the screenplay. Uh, it's a metal movie. Uh, it's called Himno. And I'm not sure we, ho, what is the... Um, ah, of course. Him? him. Like in a church? Like uh, Yeah. Yeah, like the, oh, like the national hymn, you know. Um, uh, and anthem? Anthem. Anthem, sorry. Well, and, and it's a metal movie. It's a metal movie related with the um, the extermination groups raised in the nineties, 
the, mm-hmm. the first prototypes of the uh, of the gangs, you know, the Maras and then Salvador and a metal band, a dead metal band, or, or, or everything like happening in four days in before eclipse, one eclipse of red moon. So uh, it, there is a lot of um, comments about the violence that is happening right now in Salvador, but also the violence that in the story of El Salvador has been happening. And and of course, the, I, I'm 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 working with a lot of uh, metal bands I really admire and I respect a lot uh, because metal in El Salvador, it's um, the metal is seen uh, is is it's big, it's really big, and it's one of the few positive ways to deal with violence that have a bunch of people just came into my room what sorry (laughs) sorry a bunch of people just came and opened the clothes i i live with um my two partners and my two kids and two people just one of my partners and one of my kids just both came into the room opened the closed door like like I wasn't talking to a really important artist on a podcast or something. Come on. <laughs> they did bring me a cookie. Nice. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll the, well, my cat is scratching a box right now, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just thinking about... Uh, um, I have um, like a lot of time um not talking too much about the situation of my country mm-hmm. um because it's kind of the normalization of, of violence there has been the main issue issue of of you know the the main problem of of, of the country so there is always something to say that could be unbelievable and that nobody cares and i understand that nobody cares because you know we are uh, in the in the in the verge of extinction right now with all the things that are happening as civilization and and in a way uh, uh, you know all the things are you know in, in a way um, um like very uh, screw in many places in the world but i i, I can talk yeah, about sorta- it fade to the background oh yeah <laughs> but it's my context and yeah. and it's uh in a way the the place where i work from so um, it's, it's it's where i get my voice from so um, usually i i just speak about it when the people is interested in in, in you know, in these things, um, because I understand when the, the people just um, get or care about it, but at the same time, I respect the all the suffering that is creating there in 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 my country. So. Um, so that that what that was was 
happening just back then. I was thinking about it. Do you spend a lot of time in El Salvador still? Because I, because I, haven't you been in Mexico with Ileana? Like, isn't that where that course you guys were taking was, the workshop? Yeah, I, I spent three years in Mexico. Um, I was working in, in two projects. One of them were with uh, Central American migrants going mm. to United States, and the other one was uh, following. Uh, Femicide? Femicide, right? Uh, you're talking about feminists, like women's rights or something else? No, fem- femicide, like that, you know, the brutal killing of a woman. Femicide. Oh, femicide. Femicide. Okay. femicide. Yeah, femicide. So complete opposite. Um, that okay, old yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So three years um, <laughs> following that case and, um, and getting into the middle of all this dark side of Mexico really dark side of Mexico. And, and yeah, uh, I, um, I I met Ileana when I started to uh, write a project about um, the civil war uh, in, in El Salvador, because uh, years before I, I was working with another documentary about the ex-combatants from El Salvador, from the guerrilla and from the army. And uh, I was also uh, researching with the mothers of um, missing um, persons in in the civil war of El Salvador. So I was just relating the the the, the, the two things because uh, with uh, with the femicide and the, and these mothers of um, of the missing of these missing people were in a way the same so you know when you are someone that you lost someone in in war time acts different because Mm -hmm. you have like 10 years of not seeing this person and you don't know uh, what happens uh, what happened and 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 when you have 20 years or 30 years you just not only don't know what happens, but it happens that you start to forget how this person looked, which is very different when you just have your child missing past week and you are desperately trying to to find her. And but you just don't get any kind of help from anyone and you just um like grow this rage inside and, and, and this sensation of of despair and and and, and confusion and you know the this lack of, of hope that in a way also happens but at the same time you're trying to 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 live your everyday life uh so i was swallowing all these kind of emotions in that time in Mexico, because at the same time I was uh, a Central American migrant in, in that context. So um, it was kind of heavy for me. And that was what I was doing back then in, in there. Was that so for that, a, sorry, was that for a project or was that just redoing like advocacy work or something? 
Well, the the pandemia just got me there at, at that days. So um, while everybody wa was um, like staying at home, like with distance from everyone, I was in the in the one of the main popular markets in Mexico, interviewing people and, <laughs> and joining a lot of activists uh, and. And you know, like following the death of a lot of um, activists, uh, also. Huh. And, and yeah, I think the time just was too long at the end because because this this these situations and, and and yeah, I just got out and and I the producer of of this movie and I just got this funding for the, the development of of this movie that I was writing when I met Ilana mm -hmm. and I just had to move to El Salvador um, to to make the teaser of of the movie and then I just come here to Bogota did, did Ilana mention you that I have a child in El Salvador she didn't <laughs> I yeah. noticed in your in your one of the PDFs you sent me that it mentioned as a father, but I wasn't sure if that was oh. literal. Well, for I you don't think not. it's something that you have to, that you put in you. That kind of makes that kind of makes me like appreciate your art even more because I became a parent really young. Like I had both my kids before I was twenty five, and I feel like. It's and I'm not into as creative visual arts as you are. I I'm a writer, but it's so hard. Like people get it, once they find out you're a parent, I feel like they hold your art, at least in writing side, to a different standard of like, oh well, you're maybe it's just for women too. Like, well, you're a, like for, I write a lot about polyamory and sex and things like that, and people are more offended knowing that I have kids and writing about that stuff. So I think it's really incredible that like you're able to tap into these really dark subjects and like, I don't know, I, I kind of like if, when I, if I start to talk about things that are even talk about things that are too dark, people are like, don't say that. Like, you, you know, they get really, really offended on my behalf. I don't know. Why? I guess and uh, like America, like I come from a very conservative family and um, it was sort of always ingrained in me like to not to be very like, that's probably why I describe myself as goth on the inside because I always consumed darker novels, looked at darker art, had darker song lyrics, stuff like that. But like, if I, but like, I, but like if I ever tried to dress a certain way and I mean, you see, I have like visible tattoos and stuff now, but I didn't until I was almost, it, almost 30. <laughs> um, and it just feels like, like maybe they just hold women and moms to a kind of a different standard, which is funny because I think becoming a parent almost makes you more aware of how horrible the world is kind of like if that makes sense because you're like wow i brought a kid into this world and now they're having to constantly be exposed to these things that i brought them into the world to experience and like 
all these fears bubble up as like a parent and it's just it's just really like it's really like difficult for me to kind of like find this balance like I I feel like people don't like to hear necessarily all the time about the the dark or morbid or profane or over sexual or whatever things that I write don't you think that we just make a judgments about um, our sides and our contrasts and our emotions? Because because at, at, at the end, um, someone can say, uh, you know, pain is to feel alive. Like pain is in a way like as ex exacerbation of, of pleasure or you. Uh, People can say that uh, to, to, to recognize death is in a way uh, to, to recognize life. I could say the, all these kind of discourses, but, the, but, you know, the real thing is that it's both of them. It, it's, it's both of them because both of them, just, just, just imagine that you just wouldn't recognize any kind of your emotions and you were wouldn't be able to feel anything at all and how life will be with that when you are feeling pain but when when you are feeling happiness or when you are feeling fear or when you are feeling rage you know anger it's part of your way of feeling uh, life to to being alive so in a way recognize all the sides of oneself in a way it's recognized also that we are alive and what can we do with uh, that kind of stuff embrace of darkness is part of it you you just cannot take uh, 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 Good decisions, you know, like like wise decisions. If you are not recognizing that there is all these kind of things there, if you don't feel comfortable with when, with your depression, with your sadness, uh, with your anger, with your fear, because it is it, what makes you you. So to teach kids uh, about these kind of things also is to teach people to feel alive so i think that's important because it's not to deny that it's not about deny darkness it's not about deny uh, all these dark sides of, of of what makes you feel alive is i just feel it like a change of the rhythm of life You know, because when you are euphoric, happy, like with all this rush of adrenaline, like pumping inside your blood, you inside your veins, you are you are up to to the side. You are up to change things and to push things and to make whatever it will be at your hands to to eat the world and that's good that's good that's part of what we we use to 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 become new 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 new, new people 
But at the same time, when you are depressed, when you are sad, when you are just melancholic, when you are just in in this pause, when that in a way gives you this kind of so dark emotions, you are reflecting, you are really thinking about what can you change, what can you do, you're analyzing what did I do wrong, why these things happening and your body, your, uh, your mind, it's uh, telling you, hey, it's time to stop and think what are we going to do to change these things because what we have been doing is not working. And it's good. It's good to recognize that because you use it to, to change it. Eventually, the, the waves just will, raise, will rise and, 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 and you just be able to change the world again. Or maybe you won't, but at this part of you. And, and it's not something like of coaching or of, 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 of optimism or, you know, this... this, this um, optimism so toxic that is around right now it's toxic something positivity toxic, yeah. so toxic positivity yeah i i, I follow more more the the, the, the thinking of virtual hand in that way but uh is is something that is more logistic it's more um operative you know the, the, the emotions are part of you and the feelings are part of the way that you perceive the world and you in a way relate with the things and, and, and you also interchange this kind of energy with people that are surrounding you um, or that are responsible for you or that you are responsible for and recognize it as this kind of uh, circuit or this kind of of system mm -hmm. is in a way a healthy way to deal with it and to embrace it so that's that's in a way what i do to sorry just... so that was so poignant yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was when you were saying i was thinking like this sounds a lot like um some of the work you described in that uh I don't know what you call that one PDF you sent us that like sort of presented you as an artist and presented a lot of your work, a lot of your stuff um, where you were mixing poetry and graffiti and everything by like putting those huge words on the street and on the sides of uh, uh, trucks and gas chain and gas uh, trucks, I guess yeah. uh, things like that. Um, it's, yeah. It seemed like you were sort of going with that sort of theme a lot of times of just trying to, initiate that sort of thinking in people right oh that that project that is the one that is in the reina sofia by the way in the collection of the reina sofia museum um oh, okay. the uh the, the trucks with the with, with the slogans on inside of it okay yeah huh. it's part of a, a an artistic research i have about the the written thought uh I I, uh, I come from poetry, so in a way, mm. uh, for me, all any kind of media is just tourism, because mm. at the end, you know, literature is kind of instructions to imagine. So um, all the images and all the symbols happens here. Mm -hmm. We all just 
we are just part of, of, of things. And I was exploring how image can be taken to the next level uh, because it's, it's funny, it's useful, and it's interesting when you create these images like physical objects or installations. But if I say, uh, I don't know, um, uh, uh, and a street light covering, cover, completely covered with sand, the image is already in your head. Yeah. In a way, there is a transmission of the image, so I don't need to, 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 to create it in a way. Of course, it works in a different way, but this poetry works in this kind of territory between the like almost in into abstraction, but still creating images and feelings. So I I like to to think that this space of meaning is in a way a chance to um to 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 use it to say another kind of things like making this dialogue with people that really don't care about this technical exploration but in a way uh, really with this need of being represented in a way all this confusion and all these uh, chaotic thoughts that they have in their heads in these kind of spaces I remember that this project in, in particular, when I was pretty young, uh, I started to hitchhike uh, inside Central America. So I was like one or two years, like really just going inside Central America. I have really beautiful memories about it. And I have also not so beautiful memories about it, but. Um, many times, because the countries are very little, uh, I was in the frontiers. I was in the um, in the limits, in the border of the countries, and there is a lot of things happening there. And I was all the time like seeing these spaces of these containers, and I was thinking there is a space to 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 say something to these people that is next to me, that is walking with me, that is thinking all these kind of things, the people that is living here, the, maybe the child that is just um, moving from house, from country to country that will just um, stare at the window and you know, see all this kind of stuff. Or maybe, you know, the, all these migrants that are really looking for a better way of life, or maybe you are making just this tourism to another country and all of them are human so all of them in a way um, carries this all this contrast emo contrasted emotions and so I created the, the, this project that there that are part of of many other sentences that are part of another project that is about, about posters circulating. Um, people can just download it from the internet and just uh, put it in the walls of, of the of the of the rooms. And and what I was trying to say is that this 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 project happened and. And of course, you know, you take the video, you take it to the museum, and you take pictures, and you start all these um, um, 
farandula drama of being artist and create a career. But <laughs> next to it, it was happening that the sentences were indeed creating a dialogue with people. <laughs> so there was this moment when the people that was relating with these sentences started to ask, him, ask, ask me if they can um, make a tattoo of, of these phrases in their skin. And it happened once and then it happens twice and then it started <laughs> to happen more and more. And I was like very, you know, I, I was very touched about it because at the end is 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 what you are looking for right you are yeah looking it's, a, to... it's a big impact <laughs> yeah. somebody wants to wants your work on them permanently yeah you are looking to talk with 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 this with the you know these bottoms from people with these feelings from people in a way uh, maybe you can be able to represent or to say something that maybe people are not able to understand that they want to say or they want to feel either or, or they they want to to realize they are and it's, it's it's not something that just happened with contemporary art it happens with poetry with music with stories it's very beautiful when you know that you have created a, a character for example in a in a novel or in a screenplay or or in a uh, how do you say theater well in theater yeah. or or, <laughs> in a, or or in a painting that in a way talks to someone and not someone in the middle of uh, an auditory or in the middle of a lot of people with someone that you uh, is just in the intimacy of, of 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 the room, or maybe they are just um, hearing in that in that moment that kind of image or character or phrase or whatever or meme. You know these times of someone <laughs> that that share, shared it, and, and and this person was just really needing it. We we are we, we we all have been there in a way I think. Yeah.